Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And this is Side Note. A podcast where every episode we tell stories and debate a controversial subject. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. Today we are talking about the touchy subject that is masturbation. So yes, we are going to start with some stories. I'm going to be talking about downloading porn when I was younger. And Mitch is going to be talking about how we handled not being able to masturbate on Big Brother while we splice the science throughout. And then we are going to debate whether or not we think masturbation is good for you. Hello, Mitchie. How are you feeling? Um, okay. How are you feeling? Okay. No, you're not. Mitch was, you're not feeling okay. It's just one of those days. It's just one of those days. I used to read Word Up magazine. That's not the lyrics. What? (laughs) Nothing. I was singing a rap song completely wrong. Yeah. Um, not surprised. Do you want to explain why you're feeling, or you're just you're no, just, just not... one of those days, just okay. exhausted by life, and but you saw Stars Born last night. I would have thought you'd be in a better mood. To my life out of me. No, it was just Whoa. okay. I liked it, but it was it was good. Okay, so uh, I was stoned, so I'm not sure if it was just like my high wearing off, but it started really good, and then I thought like it got really bad near the end. Maybe yeah. I think I think it's because you had high, and then it wore off. Wait, but... what? Really? Didn't it, was, it make No, you're right. It, it started pretty strong. I like really liked it up up until like the song. You're like, no, the song. The- ah, that song. And then I was like, okay, I can go home now. I love how you went that song as if anyone will know what song you're talking about. Just Come boring. on, if you're part of queer culture, you know the song. <laughs> like oh it's my- a million memes. Oh my god, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. It is meme. Such a gay song. Okay, so we have a comment. Uh this Ooh, is from what about? Duchess Semp. Also known as at Samaraji Sakura. Duchess Sam, so royal. I hope I got that right. They said, loved the episode about musicals, but I have to disagree. (laughs) Clearly, hashtag kinky boots is the best musical of all time. Hashtag side note podcast. Interesting one. I didn't even think about kinky boots. No offense. To me, I liked it, but you loved that show when we saw it. Didn't you? Am I right? Well, I saw Kinky Boots with my family in New York, and I really did love it. And then I took you to go see it in Toronto. I think it's a great musical. It but, is very good. But something about it, for me, it just didn't land on like the things that I love about it. It reminded me of Billy Elliot. It was like a similar thing. Wasn't it like rural? It was Britain? I guess, like, yeah. Like, kind of like... The, I like, wouldn't call Billy Elliot one of my favorite musicals on stage either, though. I liked it a lot as well. But, like, I mean, it's like a flawless 10 out of 10 movie. But musical, it's like, I just have others that I like more, if you know what I mean. 
Billy Elliot is your is it your favorite movie of all time? Right? One of yeah, I wouldn't I would name it at least in my top three or five. Well, whenever you meet like new people, you're always like they haven't seen Billy Elliot. You're like movie night because it's sit also them like it's it. like unique and quirky. Because I could like say other it's movies. unique and quirky. I mean, like I, I just mean like not everyone knows it, not everyone's seen it. I'm making a little joke because I could be like I love Star Wars, which I do. I wouldn't call it my favorite movie because that's like so boring and so lame even though I love it. So I like have a different list that like touch me more that I know are a little more like unique and speak to like who I, lo- I am a little Billy more. Billy is like Oscar bait. It is not that unique. It's great, but it's like, it's I, not unique. Isn't it like a blockbuster from the UK? Did you just say it's not <laughs> unique? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, it's like Mrs. Weasley from Harry Potter stars in it. It's like she's so good Jamie Bell, cutest boy alive stars in it. Favorite part? Do you want to touch my fanny? <laughs> okay, your favorite part is that is so weird. The little girl's hilarious. Oh, and I guess we've there's sort of gay representation. We've gone on a tangent. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Kinky okay. Boots is a good musical regardless. Yeah, it's good. It's not my favorite. I found it a little bit like the problems weren't big enough. Like the stakes weren't high enough from like a writing perspective. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? So this week I learned something. I actually think you already know this because I think I know you, everything. <laughs> I think you posted it on our Instagram. But that's not actually where I learned it. I didn't realize. I just saw it online first. Um, I'll ask you just in case you forgot. Do you know why elephants are so wrinkly? Why they yes. have so many cracks in their skin? It didn't do well on our Instagram. So hopefully the people are interested. Well, maybe you didn't pick like a you cool being, enough picture. I love all you being so like, oh, I actually like knew about it before. I, you might have posted on Instagram, <laughs> but I actually like knew about it before you. I'm like, get off. No, it. because I wrote it down is what I want to say for this podcast. But then I saw you post it and I was like, ugh. Well, Only we'd we'll be fighting it. on who knew the science who information first. Anyway, so for those of you wondering why they have such wrinkly skin, uh, they just were doing some research and studies on it and they now believe it has to do with cooling their body because it creates something like five to ten times more surface area and so these cracks allow for more water to be exposed onto their skin for mud to get stuck in them and ultimately stay cooled down because the bigger you are as an animal the harder like the more surface area to volume ratio you have the harder it is to keep cool and so it's like your brain it has all these folds and you can un- if you unfolded it it would be like the size of a pillowcase so with all these weird folds and crinkles in an elephant's skin it's more surface area and as a result I thought it was more cool. that it's holding the mud. It's literally holding the mud in the water there when too, they yeah. leave. That's like true. the swamp or whatever. Correct. Okay, Mr. Instagram posted it. You already knew the deets. Like, what, what do you think they thought it was before? Like, it kind of was like, obviously. Like, they were like, they were like all that mud, why don't they have perfectly smooth baby bottom skin? I, but I honestly, like, was like, what did they think before? They were like, breakthrough. Yeah, why did it take so long to, like, come up with that hypothesis? I know, but I think that's why there's just so many, like, amazing wonders of this world that, like, yeah. might seem obvious. It could have been many it. reasons. Yeah. Oh, it also said something, like, it actually protects them from parasites yeah. as part of their cooling. Down. I never looked into why, but I was just like, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> that was like, I never really figured out why it protects them from parasites, but, like, for sure it makes sense. I just read it and it was like sure uh, biology what, loves a fold what did you learn this week Gregory no you have to admit that biology loves a fold loves a fold they love a wrinkle loves a wrinkle they're so obsessed with wrinkles that's they're like trying to make elephant but, cream right now that they can sell to the mass market of elephants I more meant like wrinkles and everything like literally like your intestine like literally what biology about, like, loves a wrinkle a wrinkle in time Is I have never movie? seen that movie or <laughs> okay. read that book Damn. I heard the movie was really good if you were a kid cool which I'm not <laughs> Um, okay, so the thing that I learned about this week was about jellyfish. Okay, so jellyfish, right? Gosh, you're just obsessed with ocean animals. Oh my god! Your last one wasn't it about octopuses? Yeah, but je- yeah, 
No, that's true. Whatever. I'm I'm staying in the ocean. Just it's an oceany fall. I'm okay. getting blue okay. vibes for fall. Um. So yeah, jellyfish. Like, you look at them, you're like, okay, that doesn't look like much, right? They actually figured out that a cup of jellyfish is only five calories. So it's oh, literally wow. like like one third the nutrition or calories of celery because celery actually has more calories than that, than that if mm. you had a cup of celery. Wow. Anyways, jellyfish, really not much going on there when it comes to like a food perspective. So they kind of ocean biologists and scientists were sort of like, they're not probably a huge part of the food chain because they're so worthless in that sense. Mm-hmm. But then now what they're realizing because they have much more technology, cameras on actual like animals' heads is a new thing they do. They can right. actually like study the DNA of like the food that they've eaten. They realize that like so many animals, including penguins, rely on jellyfish. Like they snack on them all the time. Like, like, it's like a nice little treat. <laughs> yeah. So 40% of like penguins nutrition comes from jellyfish, oh, which whoa. I didn't realize. Yeah. And there's all these other different there's fish. there's so many jellyfish? Yeah. There's so many jellyfish. They're that. all over the place. They travel in these like huge clumps that if you were like a fish swimming along and you saw them, you'd be like, well, I might as well try. Bar. It's like, it's like we eat so much, like I eat celery. They're and like, we've eaten jellyfish before. What? Doesn't goo have jellyfish? Oh. Is that not one of the menu items we've had? I feel like many times in our life we've tried jellyfish. It's like a I'm little literally like I'm like I'm sorry, Mitch, but I think that you're very much mistaken. <laughs> we have definitely eaten jellyfish at some point. What? Crazy? Maybe it was while we were traveling a in Japan bowl? or Korea. What was it served like? It would have been like almost like sushi-ish. Not sushi, no. It'd been more like a salad, almost like mixed in with like a seaweed salad kind of thing. Wait, I, need to look I this feel up. like you're you need to look this up. Are you ready for this? I literally just looked it up. I looked up the exact restaurant I say. You always make fun of my memory, and it's called the Daikon Salad. Is an eclectic and refreshing mix of juicy pieces of radish and cucumber, tender jellyfish, and deep-fried potatoes. Where slivers. is this? Where do we eat this? This is at Goo, a restaurant in Toronto. Oh, my God. I don't make fun of my, your memory. You make fun of your own memory. Oh, honey. No, that's really impressive. That's really <laughs> impressive. Wow. I, anyway. So we eat jellyfish too, even though they're like negligible when it comes to calories. I'm sure they taste amazing. Anyways, I thought that was really cool. And now they're like rethinking everything. The food chain, they're like, holy crap. Like what? And then they they keep studying more and more fish. They're like jellyfish here, jellyfish there, jellyfish everywhere. (laughs) They're like the, they're literally the hors d'oeuvre of the sea. Story time. Story time. Story time. Story time. Okay. For my story, let's go back. Let's go back. Back to the year 2000. What song is that? I was going to sing, let's start at the very beginning. What song is that? Uh, the Sound of Music, which oh. you did not see until you were like 28. Anyway, tell us your story. <laughs> That's so true. I feel fully shamed. It's a lie. No, it's true. I hadn't watched it. Um, that was Hilary Duff. Probably from around the time. The year, <laughs> the year is 2000. We've survived the millennium, okay? So the weird thing about masturbation (laughs) (laughs) is that it's uncomfortable to talk about uncomfortable to talk about but it's definitely a thing when you're like i think it's gendered like when you're like identify as a guy there's a weird time when men like boys talk about it all the time like it's like Mm -hmm. like i feel like it's like this immaturity weird sort of like masculinity thing that's very like peculiar that you would speak about it so much and you're so young because you're exploring sexuality i guess and so, and it's a little bit exciting, I think, when you're like starting to discover it. So, yeah. it, it, you're not going to talk about it. you're with your parents, or like, even like if you're a, like a mo- as most people at the time are, you're straight. Talking about it with girls is a little bit weird. You talk about it with your yeah. guy friends. Yeah. So I remember as someone <laughs> trying my best to identify straight, 
I would talk about it a lot with friends. And I was not out at this time when this story takes place. I think it was grade eight or grade nine. When it, like, not a little side salad, like, do you think people knew you were gay at that age? Or it was too ambiguous because everyone doesn't really understand. Like, I always have had an effeminate voice. So I've always sort of been, like, bullied and, like, told that I was gay. Uh But I did a, like, this is something I talk about in therapy. I'm, like... I did a really good job. <laughs> and actually, the story is about how good I was at hiding it. Like, I was a resilient person. I created a barrier for myself that was, like, very confident. So I think a lot of young guys, like, when I would get bullied, I would, like, react in a way that, like, it wouldn't. I wouldn't allow it to pierce me. And I would come back that I think they were kind of surprised. And I okay. think I had girlfriends, like, in high school that I think... Yeah, people were just like, no, he's actually like confident in this weird way. But I always sounded like this. I never changed the way I acted. So when I came out, people were like, okay, this obviously makes a lot of sense based on just like who you are. But there were no gay people in my school. But I had people convinced in a weird way because I would, I was resilient in this like pseudo masculine way. Does okay. that make any yes, sense? Yes, that makes sense. Okay. So, <laughs> so, okay, so you're pretending you're straight. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so they're talking. This is like LimeWire days. Do you remember this? Downloading yeah, songs. Like Kazaa, LimeWire. Yeah, Kazaa, <laughs> LimeWire. Yeah, like you would you would click a button and you would slowly download like one Hillary Duff song. Right. And it would download <laughs> like, and you would three days. <laughs> you would listen to it on Windows Media Player and you would like literally bask in the glory of one song whereas now it's like where is my immediate streaming song it's very every different. song in the world yeah yeah so that's also how you would access porn <laughs> like mm. porn now is pretty crazy you could just get it quickly stream it but at the time you would have to download it and i remember i would at lunch sometimes download gay porn as a closeted kid at lunch like when no one, my parents weren't home. Sometimes oh, I'd have to I go was home like, for lunch. At school? No, no. Like, like when oh. we would go to lunch, would be like a good time to maybe look at porn because like my parents weren't there. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> but like, did you not find like when you still watched gay porn even though you weren't out? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I would like I I stayed up really late at night, so I would. That's when I would like my my everyone would be in bed except for me. Okay, I, we both had our strategies around yeah. hopefully not getting caught. Yeah. So I was weird. Like a lot of people don't understand the disconnect when you're a gay person. Like I would watch gay porn, but like not be out. And so I remember once these cool guys Andrew and Andre from my school randomly were like alluded to potentially coming to my house for lunch. Like they were gonna go get their pizza, but maybe they'd come over. And in my head, I was like okay, that's never going to happen because I'm not cool and they're cool. Like, this is so weird. Aww. You know those weird moments yeah. when you start becoming friends with someone and for like, some random reason? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, maybe I'm, like, socially climbing the ladder. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was, I went home and I remember thinking, like, okay, like, they're not going to come over. They're, they're fucking with me. But here I am downloading gay porn. Maybe it would be smart to just download some straight porn, too, in case mm. they were to come over because we'd also been bragging about, like, you know, jerking off and porn and all these things. Mm-hmm. So then I was, like, downloading the floor, like, eating my, like, pizza <laughs> pockets or, like, cream cheese and bagel and I hear a knock on the door and I was like, <gasps> oh, like, they were coming separate from you. Like, they're like, we'll meet you there. Yeah, they had to go get their pizza. Oh, yeah, like, they weren't going to eat God. with me, but maybe, like, at the tail end of you. the lunch. They, I open the door and I see Andrew and Andre and I'm like, oh my god <laughs> they're standing there I'm like this is so weird inviting them into my home and I think I'm like oh my god in the basement there's two gay porns and two straight porns loading right now on LimeWire and they're kind of coming over to like sort of like look at porn Cause actually because we, we talked about that kind of oh so I god. ran I was like yeah like I'm down like I ran downstairs and I closed the two gay ones that when they like quickly and then they came around the corner and there was these partially loaded straight porns and I was like I am killing the game of closetness you know what I mean I was like yeah this is it like 
Been big, loading it for three days. Yeah, like been loading it. I was super excited to like finish my cream cheese bagel and just like observe the beauty that is the female body. And they like, <laughs> oh I don't God. know. I, I honestly remember thinking like, Greg, like you're doing a good job. Like maybe they vouched for me a little bit, but like little did they know that I just closed Sean Cody and like Corbin oh Blue or whatever. God. For years they were like, no, Greg's not gay. Yeah, like, Greg's not gay. We, we saw straight porn on his computer. He didn't even know we were going to look at it. <laughs> now they know that I'm gay. Anyways, that's my story of strategically keeping them at bay. I was downloading porn at a young age, okay? I'll admit it. Here I am, admitting this to you right now. But it's not just me, okay? We cannot deny that all humans love porn. In fact, research in the U.S. shows that 66% of men and 41% of women consume pornography on a monthly basis. And an estimated 50% of all internet traffic is related to sex. And lastly, this phenomenon is not restricted to humans because a recent study found that male macaque monkeys who were straight they were straight male macaques, gave up a juice reward just to look at pictures of female monkeys' bottoms. Because it was a science study, they used the word bottoms. It was very British. Oh, the bottom. But what I mean to say is they like to look at female monkeys' butts. How porn affects the brain, though, is still a relatively new field of study. But we do know that watching porn can lead to increased activity in the ventral striatum, which I hope I'm pronouncing properly. In one study, 19 heterosexual males were shown porn they liked and porn they didn't like. And in my opinion, this sounds like a pretty fun study. Porn that they preferred or that they liked increased their ventral striatum response. And this is the region of the brain linked to reward seeking. As such, porn consumption, much like drugs, gambling, or even exercise, can lead to the formation of an addictive behavior. This maybe causes people to think that porn can literally change your brain and potentially make you search for more novel and extreme sexual material in order to get off. But because the study of porn and its effect on the brain is so new, we cannot tell if porn is changing the brain or if the person's brain is already wired and built that way, which leads to them increasingly looking at porn. Essentially, it's like a chicken or the egg scenario. We don't know if the porn's affecting the brain or if the brain's that way, which is making you like porn so much. So again, this is clearly an area of research we need to study from a scientific perspective. And I think now more than ever, like no longer do we have to go rent a dirty DVD or go to an adult movie theater because we can watch porn on our phone at any time. So I look forward to a future where science and research can get to the bottom of this more clearly. But for now, there's a lot of unknowns. Okay, so I feel always uncomfortable talking about this stuff. Well, not really. We've talked about how some friends I feel comfortable talking about. You sex are, stuff, you are. And some friends I don't. Conservative. No, but you are conservative. Like I'm. What, an I don't open like book the word conservative. Uh, I like the word oh. reserved. But I, uh, that's because of like, political. Yeah, but conservative. Con- yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna be open. It's actually not that embarrassing, but I. Okay, so I've talked about it on this podcast before, obviously that I was on the TV show Big Brother <gasps> in Canada. He's a reality star. Oh my god, she's maybe arrived. you didn't know it. That's the theme song. Um that literally what makes you me you might laugh. not have thought about was okay, so I didn't think about this before going in the house, but of course there's like a hundred cameras on you at all times. Oh my god. And what you don't realize is that there's also 
like cameras not looking at you in the shower, but can see you in the shower. They can see your feet. Yeah, can see your feet, can see your head. They they do it in such a way that your body is protected, so you'll never be caught naked in the shower. That is but if you were to masturbate in the shower, you'd be caught. And there's one bathroom that is fully exposed to not necessarily the audience. You can cover it with a curtain, but there's like people behind the walls that can see you. So there's wait, all, wait, wait, wait. One bathroom. One what do you bathroom. Mean? Like you know how every mirror and window in that house has a camera behind it, right? Yeah. One of the bathrooms, the toilet is exposed. So if you go to the bathroom there, the audience can't see you, but the staff and crew The staff can, can watch you take a shit? It, yes, because there's a, something about when the curtains open, the angle to capture another side of the room. So I never felt comfortable going in there. Wait, that's there's, disgusting. There's only one... Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I didn't like going in that bathroom for that exact reason. Oh, there's another bathroom. There's a, one other bathroom, oh but God. there's a camera in this bathroom but what there's no access to it by fans and people online it's never a live feed so why is there a camera there there's a camera there in case any drama goes down and someone runs into the bathroom to cry or hide they they we've been told going into the house the camera's there it is always hidden in their sort of back-end staff room so we can feel confident like we're not being watched unless like a a game conversation that happening is in the bathroom. really messed up. Yeah, it's weird because like that means you have no pro- Mitch. I cannot believe you did well, this. Well, th- I mean, like I think it's probably taken pretty seriously backstage. I think there's enough people around that if someone was exploiting that, it would be weird. Oh, anyway, it's it's above you too. So like I don't know, you know. So because of this, you're like okay. There's not really privacy, literally. You might be able to avoid the live theaters, but there's always going to be like crew and staff that can watch you. So. I was like, okay, I'm, this is like an interesting experiment to just like not masturbate for potentially three months. So oh. I'm minding my own business. Like, no big deal. You get in the house, you're stressed out. Like, you're thinking about the game. You didn't like immediately start going, how am I going to jerk off? Like, it's the no, last thing No, because masturbation is like the last thing on your mind. You're, yeah. you're like in a fully different head zone. Nothing's really attractive while you're in there because you're just stressed and everyone's like. Uh, some people were attractive. They have fit bods. Some people were, but to me, it wasn't like sexualized because you're playing a game. Until, like, I think around the two-week mark, every single night, I start having a sex dream. Whoa. Every, and this doesn't happen to me that often. Like, Ooh, about when, who? Like, Zelda? I mean, Link? Uh, <laughs> about <laughs> Zelda, yeah. My favorite sex dream. Do you remember Link? Link? Was it Link? Who else um, could it have been? Was I it honestly, Jamie Bell? I don't, was it Jamie Bell? I honestly don't remember who it was now, but in my normal life, when I have a sex dream, I'm like, oh, that was fun. And like, it's usually me. <laughs> Yeah, it's always Greg. It's he's just beside me, so I can wake up and then I can make the sex dream a reality. No, it's more like it started getting so out of control in a way that I was like getting nervous because I was like, this is also mentally messing with my game. Because okay. by two weeks, I actually did start thinking like, I'm gonna have a wet dream. A wet dream, which I have never. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Had in my life, if I'm being fully honest. I don't know why. Um, but I also was actually being turned on by everything at that point. So part of my strategy... What, like the mayonnaise in the No, no, no. By, by like the, the attractive men in the house. Oh. And literally... Ooh, name names. I'm name gonna, names. I'm not gonna The one that looked names. like a cat. What's his name? Greg, just drop it. I'm What's not, his name? No, that's Well, rude. I'm allowed to say I think he's attractive. Okay. Are uh, you talking about Phil? Phil. Okay. So there were some people in the house that I was like... I never thought it would it would like blind my gameplay, but my attractiveness to them because I wasn't able to like alleviate myself would make me like almost be like I don't want them to leave the game because they're attracted attractive to me because I like am a mat like you know what I mean like the sexual tension even though they're straight is like driving me insane. I remember thinking like I don't know if you were thinking this at the same time, but I remember watching you and being like, oh, it's kind of hot the way that you're like hanging out in the hot tub with like Phil. (laughs) Oh my god! So maybe I I was sensing that like that that tension on my side. Yeah, Yeah. and I never because I've never gone this long truly without having to do anything or like I'm in a relationship, so I've never just like abstained for this long. It was a really interesting experience to me that eventually though it it would drive me insane. It it was like always on my mind. I've never so been you in figured this out a way to get it out of your system. Uh, I actually did. Uh-huh. Yeah, I only. I think I only ended up doing it once or twice while I was there. I like found a way to be secret. I'm not even going to talk about it because I feel like that's too private. Yeah, but it just felt like it was a really crazy experience to go through. Literally, I. Like, I'm curious now if I could. What would happen if I went that long? And the other thing to note is it might actually be easier in real life because you're actually distracted with stuff. But there, there's nothing so to boring, do. Yeah. So you're like. Any little thing you're thinking about, you're imagining is turning yourself on, and so I, I'm curious what would happen if I tried to abstain for like a month in real life. No fap, you were part of the no fap movement. I was, but it's kind of also so frustrating and weird about that show is that state. Like when you're asleep, sometimes people like get erections or like yeah, and you're expo- their, their boxers watch. fall off, and mm. people watch. I'm like, that's like really messed up because I've seen like photos of that online, and it's like mm-hmm. that's not their fault. Like I and I think you were probably thinking that I don't want to have a wet dream that everyone mm. watches. And like I know <gasps> oh this is like I'm not gonna take this too far, but sometimes in my sleep, like with you, like you cuddle and you do whatever because you're like I don't know, I don't want to go there. But I was just worried that something would happen, and I was like, I don't. I told myself I wasn't allowed to sleep in bed with any other boys because you have to share a bed. Oh so I always God. slept with the girl. And then I was just kind of like, it's weird. It was such a weird experience. Uh, you signed up for it. Yet again, I'm it. saying crazy, crazy thing to do. Big Brother made Mitch stop masturbating for what he says is the longest time in his life. And you may think that this is like a really weird thing to do, but in 2011, a man named Alexander Rhodes popularized the no-fap movement and created this insanely popular online subculture of people who praise the psychological and physiological benefits of not masturbating. Fap is like a word, I guess, for masturbating, and no-fap meaning to not masturbate. So this Alexander Rhodes character started it because he discovered a Chinese study which said that men experience a 145.7% spike in testosterone levels on the seventh day of not masturbating. 
But one thing he did not include is that on the eighth day, literally, testosterone levels went right back down to where they were when the men did masturbate. So yes, the no-fat movement is essentially based on an inaccurate pop science headline. That being said, when you browse through these forums and these comments and this subreddit, you see how many people passionately explain and anecdotally explain why giving up masturbating made them have more energy, had better sex, or even cured their erectile dysfunction. There are fun little things involved, like people in this community call themselves fapstronauts. They swear life is better without PMO, which stands for porn, masturbation, and orgasm. And some go for hard mode, which means that you not only don't masturbate, but you also don't have sex at all for a period of time. Although women do partake in this subculture, the people of notoriety here and most commenters are men, which is why when reading through, there are many moments of unchecked misogyny. On top of that, a big concern based on my research is that it uses a lot of unfounded science and anecdotes as fact to explain why masturbation is potentially a key issue in many people's lives. Also, on top of this, we've done a lot of research and there's a lot of science to explain why masturbation physiologically is not that bad for you if done in a healthy and normal way. And that is one thing that you do not hear very often on this no fat movement subreddit culture life, bro. Of course, if you have an abnormal relationship to masturbating, like from a medical perspective, they say when it inhibits partner-oriented behavior, if it's done in public or causes distress, the no-fat movement may help, but for many, it seems like a way of placing blame on one aspect of your life instead of taking a more holistic, nuanced approach to what is actually going on. So after this, we will come back and get into the debate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world. And one thing that we would ask of you to do now is wherever you listen to your podcast, just leave a comment or like it. It will help the algorithm share this podcast with more people. Also, if you want to get in touch with us and want our idols to see what you have written, use the hashtag side note podcast. We check it all the time and give us your feedback. Okay, for today's debate, we're going to be talking about whether or not masturbation is a good thing. Mitch is going to be for it. I am going to be against. I'll be more of the conservative (laughs) one today. Mitch, you're going to go first. Two minutes on the clock for your opening remarks. Go. Debate time. Okay, well, I am here to talk about not only the reason that masturbation feels good, but it is literally a good thing because there are a lot of scientific benefits we need to go through. Okay, honey? Like, yes, I know it feels amazing. No one can deny that. And if Greg tries to take that from any of us, we'll slay him. But let's go through a few of the benefits. Number one, masturbation decreases stress and pain, including menstrual pain from women. I mean, I have chronic pain myself, and maybe Greg's a little too privileged to understand this, but I go through back pain. I have knee pain. I have elbow pain. I have gout. Greg has gout. Maybe masturbating would help with your gout. Also, sleeping is a really important thing that everyone has to do. Guess what? masturbation helps sleep quality. You masturbate before bed or before a nap, and you get a bunch of different chemicals and hormones released that are going to actually help put you to sleep, 
Mm, great. One of the biggest problems people have in their life is their sleep. Uh, it improves your immune system by activating more white blood cells in the One bloodstream. Okay. So, you know, if you're feeling a little sick, not only does it help distract you from your sickness, it actually is healthy for you long term for your immune system. I don't want to make any crazy claims here, but we can see some benefits there. And in men specifically, it reduces the risk of prostate cancer. They think it's because it expels toxins and chemicals. Um, if you are somebody who wants to impregnate your partner it improves the quality of your sperm because younger sperm are technically more fit and they have a higher chance 30 seconds of inseminating someone so if you masturbate more frequently your younger sperm the newer sperm are better off and i mean who doesn't want to have a better chance of having a baby if you're trying uh, and it improves sexual performance who doesn't want to be better at sex because it also makes you feel better the more you masturbate it's like kegel or kegel exercise i don't know how the hell to say that word but make them stronger you're gonna feel better honey finally it just feels good let's go back to that let's not take away people's autonomy to feel the best they can masturbation is good for you let people live their lives wow thank you that was really heated <laughs> i made want <laughs> with the receipts today because last debate i just was like i'm gonna wing it and today i was like no 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 you made me want to like leave and jerk off <laughs> Like for like my own <laughs> dick and balls health. Okay. All right, Gregory. Are you ready for your counter argument? Yes. Okay. Gregory, masturbation is good for you. You are debating against this. Your time starts now. Okay. You stuck very closely to the physiological benefits of which, yes, there are some. The one thing you did say was about how it improved sexual performance, which I would debate because I've read studies recently making a video about how it didn't stop premature ejaculation and it didn't help in the ways that many people had thought. So that was a pretty blanket statement, I would say, off the bat, of which there are studies that, like with most of science, debate that. I'm going to be speaking more about the concept of porn, which I think goes hand in hand with masturbation, and the concept of like mental health. Okay. So... Porn is obviously so popular, and I think the most damaging thing about masturbation and porn and the way that we use it in our society is the narratives of porn. They create scenarios that make it so that we think that's what sex should be, which in fact it's not. They're not intimate at all, and they create an environment where you are masturbating, and this is what you are needing in order to feel pleasure, when in real life that's not what sex is like. And I think it's a dangerous like narrative that we are continuing to consume this content. One minute. Also, there's a lot of issues with the porn industry when it comes to money. Like, think about back in the Kazaa days. We would download it. It would take a long time to get this stuff. We, people would be more likely to pay for it. Now it's all free. It's making it, so many like gay porn stars, for example, have like killed themselves recently because it's a really, it's a really dangerous environment where there's not very much money and to get ahead, it's like really hard and they're not being compensated properly. Also, I think that addiction to masturbation is something that people don't talk about very much. It's addictive. Dopamine, serotonin. You, if, if you're masturbating all the time, in order to get those releases, you need to do it more and more. And it is addictive and it can be a detriment to your actual mental health. Also, in porn, women only actually come 18% of the time, men 78% of the time. So there's a sexist issue that's happening when people are consuming porn. It's for men, and I don't think that that's right. And I think that Ten seconds. porn addiction and masturbation addiction is a thing of our era in this new like world of technology that if we don't speak about could become worse and worse and intimacy will be the thing that has to suffer. Bam! That's hard time, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. You are like into a little, You are like turning to like a full like <laughs> drag queen like ball culture like 
<laughs> well, we I'm might as well have it. some fun with our debates. Okay. Yeah, yes, no, no, our no. debates are going to be ball culture from now. On. Or like, is that the right <laughs> word? Come with the wigs. I'm just thinking of like I'll we're watching Pose. Wigs. I'm just like it's reminding me of like Pose. Fair, but. yeah, I'm inspired. Um, okay, let's address some of those concerns you had. Okay, uh, so I think that first off, I would say from a scientific perspective, masturbation. Of course, it's not as bad for you. Like, as let's just say it's not. It's unhealthy not, for no. you, the act of masturbating, which, which is, I think which people is, have said in the past. Yeah, it's a perpetuated myth that like it could make you go blind, or it will like drive you, or but like, that's it's insane. Bad for you, like, give of course, you we're past that, or like make you go blind, but also like I don't know, like some weird Christian thing about like like you shouldn't pleasure yourself, like the right. devil's hand and stuff like that. Like, but we're past that now. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, are we? I think yes. I I think we are past that. But there are still people in this world who like view masturbation as a horrible sin of like wasting your your human resources, and it should only be with a partner once you're married. So I think yeah, we live. You and I, and many people listening to this, live in a society that's progressive and is able to go like we don't. Obviously, it doesn't make you blind. But there are still many people in this world especially not in our Western world that are told it's literally evil. Yeah. And that is probably, and given myth that it's bad for you physically. Okay. Well, that is not true. And I'm, I would say that that is 100% like false. And I agree with you then in that statement, I think there's an important reason for there to be a narrative about how masturbation is not bad for you. You're right. Because I also think from a religious perspective, you shouldn't feel shame about pleasuring yourself. It's biological. But what I'm trying to say... So you just said I won the debate. <laughs> Wasn't the debate is masturbation good for you and you just said it is not bad for you. Yeah, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that I think that if that is the case and that is the narrative of your life that you actually think that when you're doing it, you're doing something wrong, that's not true. Mm -hmm. But one thing I would say is that even though people who might be religious that doesn't mean that they're not watching porn secretly is it possible to be religious and polish the pearl can you love jesus and make love to yourself uh yeah it happens all the time a study found that religious men and even ministers are not immune to masturbating in fact a recent survey found that approximately two-thirds of U.S. men view pornography at least monthly, and the exact same breakdown happens for Christian men as well. What is the key difference is shame. Studies have found that religious experiences in childhood are indirectly related to the experience of sexual shame later in life. What they did is they had participants read a religious essay and then describe a time in their own past when they violated their own sexual values. Those who read the religious text beforehand described their violation as much more negative and much more damaging to their partner at the time. Another study found that religious individuals, whether they were Christian, Buddhist, or Muslim, were far more likely to report feelings of being addicted to porn than those who were atheist. Does this mean that religious people masturbate more? Not necessarily. Those who felt more addicted to porn experienced more distress and conflict related to their porn use, regardless of how much or how little porn they actually watched. Essentially, everybody watches porn, but people who are religious are more likely to feel shame around that habit. Porn, addiction, and masturbation, addiction, 
is the other end of this debate, which can be really dangerous. I know for me, I watch a lot of porn and it's not healthy. Like the way that like gay porn is like literally projected onto us, the men are super masculine. They're super built. They look like bros. And it's like, that is a probably a huge part of the reason why there's such a masculinity complex in the gay community. Straight porn I'm not as experienced with, but I still have watched. <laughs> and not? it is No, but the way that women... Once you told me you like watching straight porn every now I, d- I actually, yes, I do like watching straight porn. That is true. But it's because, honestly, it's an interesting way to talk about it. I find straight porn and women in straight porn very attractive. I can, because they're over sexualized. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and in fact, like, this is why I really do think sexuality is like, uh, like a Kinsey scale construct because I could very much enjoy and be pleasured and have a really amazing sexual experience with a woman if it was the way that they act in porn. It turns me on. But in real life, that's not the way that sex is. And I just, but fair, I, I, okay, so I think we need to quickly separate these ideas of masturbation and porn. Be- and I'm can not- you? Yes, you can. Who- Plenty of people are not addicted to porn. I don't think it's healthy necessarily. But how often but do you think people masturbate same- without porn in this day and age with our phones and I the internet? I have no idea. But do you not think but that? But do you know the answer to that? But do you not think the prevalence of porn has Let to do with speak, the phone? okay? Because- we can talk about all sorts of addiction. Ball culture's gone. We're not we, Honey, let me speak. We can argue addiction on many different levels. You could talk about phone addiction and should we stop using our phone because it ultimately... the pe- Some people have severe phone addictions. We've talked about this in another episode about you. I don't actually think you have a severe phone addiction. Some people have severe porn addictions. Some people see things in movies and television that are not representative of how relationships actually work. Media surrounds us all the time. If you're going to rip on porn, which is one portion of our in, in, of this industry why not every single magazine that literally portrays women and men at their top of the beauty standards that are unrealistic i think we can have these conversations but it's kind of like being like marijuana if you give people marijuana it'll ruin their lives because then they'll be sucked into all these addictions i think it's true we can't ignore that porn addiction is a real thing and the ideals of beauty and sex are very skewed in porn but i also think that that can lead us astray when there's many people who can have a healthy relationship with porn and maybe that's what we need to talk about if that's a real issue we need to say how do we help people manage these things in their life especially the people who are particularly anyway all i mean to say is you could throw it out and just say it's not useful but i don't think that solves the problem there's many kinds of porn some overstimulate and some are like homemade porn like some people find the things they like in that yes i agree that can be problematic if all you do is watch porn that's this certain way it'll probably impact your sex life and your ability to like perform without those circumstances or without those visual cues but ultimately i just think porn is separate from masturbation i think masturbation is a good thing and we shouldn't steal people's autonomy because uh, some people have problems with these, like the porn industry. Well, then I think that what I would say is that there's not enough discussion around it. In my opinion, I think a lot of, and we contribute to this with our videos on ASAP Science. I do agree. Like, I think you're right. There's a lot of religious people and people who are making people feel shame around masturbation. Even like older generations, I think they don't talk about it. And that's not good. Like, it's important to have conversations around it. But I'm just arguing that I think in this day and age of progress of people our age very, being very open to it, I think that porn and masturbation addiction now needs to become part of the narrative to ensure that we don't go too far in the other direction. And I, I see it 
a lot in the way that I talk to people. And I just think when it comes to sex and in the gay community, masturbation and porn, I think is a lot more damaging than we are discussing like as a culture. So then here's where maybe we can end where I would feel a compromise is fair. I don't think porn should be banished. I don't know, but it obviously could become a problem. So maybe I think masturbation is healthy. We need to talk about how it's healthy and we need to talk about how porn addiction is a thing. And maybe there's a way to really promote people knowing, like, don't be afraid of masturbating. Know that it, it can be a moment to connect with yourself, to have like real intimate moments with yourself. But also know maybe doing it without the extra stimulation is actually the healthiest way to do it from time to time. I don't want to tell people how to control their lives. Obviously, there's these industries in, influencing everyone. But let's find a way to let people know masturbating is not the devil. Maybe porn addiction is a real thing. So now take that and try and find a way to balance it in your life and not be afraid of it. And I think if you ever watch porn or touch your penis or vagina, you should go to jail. (laughs) 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 Um, No, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I think that we live in a society, though, where we need to be speaking more about the damaging aspects of masturbation. And porn. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's that many damaging ma- aspects of masturbation. Okay, we are going to go on forever if we don't if we don't let Mitch have the last word. No, so I'm just saying you're I'm... linking <laughs> masturbation and porn, and they are not always linked, and that's unfair. Well, they are for me. Yeah, okay, that's, <laughs> then that's on you, girl. That is your baggage to deal with this weekend. I don't um, have a good imagination when it comes to that. But anything else, oh, my God, leave me alone, and I can come up with a full script in my head. I don't know. That's okay, well, true. if you feel comfortable tweeting us about your porn habits, no. Actually, your masturbation habits. Let us know what you think. Or porn. I'm interested in both. Yeah, like let us know what you think. Is masturbation a good thing? Know what I do? Like, oh shoot, I just like literally moved my (laughs) leg and just broke everything. (laughs) Know what I used to do in uh, university to find out like who was gay or not? As I'd be like, "Uh, has anyone here like seen Sean Cody? Um, See who starts sweating. Has anyone here like? Do you know Corbin Blue? These are gay porn sites for those who don't know. (laughs) A lot of gay porn sites are just like men's names. So then I would say them, and if anyone was like Corbin Blue, I've heard that. I've heard of that. (laughs) I weirdly like, or if they like, yeah, it didn't ever actually work, but it was like an ongoing joke with like me and my gay friends. Be like, is Sean Cody here? Is Sean? Have you seen Sean Cody? <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know your thoughts with the hashtag side note podcast about masturbation. And maybe you have some funny stories you can tell and we can share on the podcast next week. Otherwise, um, we will see you next time for Peace. a new podcast. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.